welcome to the Fish and Coach Show. My name is Brandon Fisher. This is Coach Ratner. Today, we're going to look into the secret to time the stock market. Coach, I, I don't trade so much, but it is because I'm scared about missing the right moment. How do we know when to time it? There is a secret to time the stock market, and here it is. You ready? You can't. That's oh, it. There you Show go. Over. Thank you for watching. Right. Thank you for watching. Show. Very few of us have the nerves what it takes to trade in the stock market. And people say, you know, if I buy low and I sell high, the problem is that we are emotional beings. Sure. We, we, we have some intellect, but we're not computers. And we get so emotional. We get so emotional. It's so hard. It's so hard for us to buy and sell on the daily. You know, people want to be day traders. But you know what? I, I think most of them don't make money. Really? Yeah. Because really the only way that you can make money in the stock market on a consistent basis, if you buy companies that are growing right. and, you, and you buy them and you hold them for a long time, not mm. trading. Interesting. Yeah, because most people that trade miss the best days of the stock market because their emotions get in the way. Mm. You know, this is why, because I'm an emotional person. <laughs> like you don't know that, right? I'm an emotional person. Thank God I'm happy. But like that's why I think of trading. That right. obviously, fish. You're you're a calm guy. You'd probably you probably be really good at trading if you traded, because you have the you're a calm person. You don't you don't you don't you your emotions get in the way. This is by the way. I do why, my best. Huh? I do my right. best. This is why uh, it is never wise to make any decisions when you're emotional. Interesting. You know, I have in my um, in my marriage book, the Ten Secrets to a Passionate Marriage, that you need have something called the twenty four hour rule, and that rule states that when you're get about to get mad at your spouse. You wait 24 hours until you engage them with that problem. Do you know Coach, why? But they say you don't want to go to bed angry. That is completely false. Oh, yeah? Better to wait, and then 24 hours later, you go talk to your spouse about it, and guess what happens? You won't care about it anymore. You won't care about it anymore. I know what most guys are saying. You know what? I can't wait 24 hours. You know why? Because I'm going to forget about it. That's the idea. Oh. When you wait 24 hours, you're not so emotional. How it much did it really matter? It really didn't matter. But when you when it comes like with my with my kids, like when when they're upset about something, you can't you can't. I always say you can't negotiate with an emotional person, right? Because you don't make poor decisions. This is one of the reasons why if you've ever been on a cruise ship, they sell. Uh, you ever been on a cruise ship? Ever, I've been on quite a few. Yeah, they. I don't know if you know, but they you probably haven't seen this, but they sell art on cruise sure. ships, right? You know why they sell art on cruise ships? People are having a great time. People are having a great time. They're happy. Emotionally, they're very wow. in a good place. And they, when you're happy, you're more likely to open your pocketbooks mm -hmm. and your checkbooks. Oh, we'll just put on the credit cards. Look, look at this beautiful painting. It's only $1,500, $2,500. Let's buy it. And of course, artwork has huge markups. The, the artist probably gets... 10% of that, and, right. the, and, the, and the cruise ship makes all the money. And this is another reason why when you go to ports of call and cruises, anytime you're in a good mood, the stores you're going to see uh, are going to be like jewelry stores, things that are hard, like art stores, right. sometimes knickknacks, because these are all high markup items, and they know when you're happy, you're more likely to spend your money. Uh, we are emotional beings. That's what we are, right? Right. This is why, like the the guys who are the most intellectual and don't have a lot of emotion, can sometimes make the most money by if if they are going to be traders. This you know, interestingly, it seems like the art that we buy on those cruise ships or at those ports ends up even feeling more valuable to us because yeah. of the sentimental value that comes with it. Only for a few years. Only for a few years. <laughs> and then after a four or five years, like. Why would it, why do we buy that ugly sh you know shark head in in Montego <laughs> Bay when like we don't really like sharks and it's really ugly but we were in such a good mood like oh look how good right. this would look on our living room wall sure and then it ends up in the garage sale for you're selling for two dollars oh, right wow. that's what happens yeah because you're emotional when you bought it 
I guarantee the guy who bought it from the garage sale is not putting it on his wall the way They're you are. Probably, probably reselling it, right? Mm-hmm. You should never buy artwork on vacations. <laughs> now, there's a number of reasons why the market goes up and down. Do you know what they are? There's three of them. I'm going to give you three okay, of them. Okay, yeah, tell me. Okay, so the first one is herd mentality. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I have this mentality. We all do. In fact, I think Bitcoin, by the way, we have a, a podcast sure. called Bitcoin, Gold, and... Sardines. That's right. Um that Bitcoin might be in this mentality that people feel like they're missing out on something. And so they jump in with maybe, maybe they do know why they're buying it, but maybe they don't know. They just don't want to miss out. Uh-huh. You know, it's called, right. it's, but there's a, there's a, I, it's called like, you know, they don't want to, they don't want to be left behind. They feel like, oh, I miss, everyone else is making money. So I want to make money. It's so a it's, bandwagon. It's a bandwagon. So, sure. so, so they, so they buy things because if prices are going very quickly and they don't want to miss out. Right. It's called herd mentality. The second is called, uh, Happens every quarter. A company puts out called quarterly reports, mm-hmm. and it has to do with their, how the company's doing, how their growth's going, how their profits are going, how their sales are going, Sorry. and they always put out a um, uh, a future p- a pick, like a pick. It's not a pick. No, prediction. Prediction about what's going to happen in the next quarter or mm-hmm. the next year, and that sometimes can affect the price of the stock. Or they'll release a new product right before. Oh, a new product. Yeah, Apple always does that. In fact, a recent quarterly report was from Zillow. Zillow is one of the companies that I own, uh-huh. and the reason why I bought Zillow along with Open Door and Redfin is because I believe that real estate is the most one of the most you know I like things that are efficient. We've uh-huh. always talked about this. One of the most inefficient things in the world right today. And it's a two point six trillion dollar industry that's completely ripe for disruption, which wow. means we, we can we, we're still buying and selling houses the way we did fifty years ago. That is so interesting. You ever thought about that? Uh, no. I still find it crazy that like when you want to uh, when you buy a house and they, they change the name in the you know in the the county registrar, it changes the name from the previous owner to your sure. owner. That it still takes like three months. Like it doesn't. It's it's not done automatically. Like Whoa. what is this? Like 1972 or something? Like what's going on here? That is crazy. It hasn't changed. And so I bought these three companies because they're all trying something called i buying, which means they're going to make the tr- you're going to be able to go. Onto, you can right now in a number of cities with Open Door and I don't know about Redfin, but Open Door, and you can and Zillow tried this. And you can go to your house, get an offer right there on the spot, and within two or three days, we'll confirm the offer, and you can pick your move-out date, and they just put them on your account, and they do all the repairs. You do nothing. Wow. And they buy your house, and they can also buy, you can also buy a house that way. It sounds a lot like, um, what's that, car, car vending machines that they have now? Car vending machines? Yeah, the car vending machines for used I, cars. I know they have pizza vending machines in Italy, but I haven't heard about car vending I machines. Heard about pizza vending yeah, machines. they have That's one in Italy. Cool. It was wow. so cool. I'm like, cool. I want one of those in my house. It that makes it they, the guy invented one and it actually makes a pizza. I, I think it's Carvana. It's a Carvana? vending machine? It's a they're yeah, I, I don't know if it's Carvana. <laughs> I, I wish I got this correct, but it's they have one in uh, in Rockville or okay. near Rio. In Maryland? In Maryland. And it's a giant vertical parking garage for cars. And you no way. choose your car, and the car will be like distributed. And that I thing, have never heard of this. Yeah, you have a week, I think, to try it out, and you can return it if that's the case. But that is so cool. Yeah, of course you pay for the convenience, but you know what? Sure, we like convenience. You're not we, negotiating we, with, we the, with the salesman. That's the scary thing about buying cars or buying houses. We have to negotiate. We have to hire a lawyer. We have to hire an inspector. We have to have a move in, move out date. We have to fix things. We have to go through do the inspection report with an inspector. It's sure. really. So much involved in buying a house, and so I'm getting I'm getting bogged down here on Zillow. But the idea I want to tell you is that <laughs> Zillow came out in their quarterly reports and said we are getting out of the 
I buying business. We're getting we're, out of. We're getting out of, okay. which is the reason why I bought that stock. It's a good company anyway, but mm-hmm. I like to buy stocks that can go up 50 to 100 times in value. Okay. And at this point in time, without I buying, the chance of that happening is unlikely. So okay. I sold it. Okay. Because the reason why I bought my the thesis changed on why I didn't want why that I bought that company in the first place. Mm-hmm. So therefore, because of the quarterly report, first we have herd mentality, the reason why the stocks go up or down. The second is quarterly reports, and the third is news. Okay. News can sense. include right include many things: the interest rate, inflation, uh, a ta- the Taiwan Taiwan China conflict, if there is one, um, employment, go- like right, government one. spending. If a Jewish person in Jerusalem puts up a swing set in their backyard and the Arabs don't like it, then that that changes. Like every, there's lots of things that can change the price of stocks. So you got geopolitical, geopolitical, right? Right. So the one thing that I want to get across to my listeners is we want to teach you things: the daily swings of the stock market are irrational. Wow, they're irrational. They're e- they mean nothing. Meaning that they're not based on the value of the company. Correct. They're based on many other things that don't, that don't have, that may, may not have to do with the company. It doesn't mean it doesn't. Sometimes right. it does. Like I said, for, I make generalizations, but there are exceptions. There are times when, you know, there's a reason to sell a company because of mm-hmm. some bad news. Right. But, usually accounting scandals, things like that. But in general, if you buy a company that's growing, it's funny when you look at the, if you if you take a stock like Amazon for example, mm-hmm. and you look at a uh, a chart from a week that had a bad week, and you see the stock going like this with a you know downward movement, it looks scary. Yeah. But if you take that chart and bring it out ten years, yeah. It's what happens to that one nice. week? You don't even notice it on the on the on the, on the stock on the stock wow. chart. All you see is like this. You see, it's like this. Going up and up and up and up, but there's these weeks that have horrible weeks. Right. But in general, if you have a growing company that has a passionate owner, that has a large one way, runway for growth, means that, mm-hmm. that its market's expanding, may, and maybe has software that no one else has, maybe has a big moat, which means that it's hard for another company to get into that business. You're gonna you're gonna have over the long term, over the long term, not the short term, especially not a day trying to time the stock market. Right. You're gonna have a company that is gonna go up in value. So, Coach, what is a reasonable period of time to look at when analyzing a stock to invest in? If I had to sit to analyze a stock or yeah. to analyze how you've done on buying a stock? Let's say before you buy the stock, you're looking to buy a stock. Maybe oh, you're I have a lot of reasons. We're, this, this is a whole podcast, but we'll, okay. we'll, we'll touch into this. We'll okay. touch into this. So, first off, how to determine if you bought a stock, whether or not you think you made the right decision. Sure. If everything is equal, which means if the thesis why you bought the company has stayed the same, okay. If it's and I would say five, I would say three to five years at a minimum, uh-huh. but sometimes it's longer than that. I bought, I was, I bought Nvidia in two thousand ten or eleven. I don't remember exactly. Nvidia is a chip stock. It's, it could become one of the most valuable stocks. In the, it might be getting close to a trillion dollars. Still, I think it's, it's a, I, I bought it when it was worth like, I don't know, $10 billion, $5 billion. And I was trading it. And I was $10, $12. I thought it was a genius. I'd buy the stock for 10 and I'd sell it for 12 Like Sometimes I bought it for 12 and it went down to 9 I still look a little scared. Like, that, that's how smart I was. Yeah. Um, so if I had held NVIDIA, I don't know. It's well over 100 times that price now. Whoa. Well over it. And it took many, many years. It was... 2010 or 11 or 12 when it was like $10 a share. And then 2015, it was like $20 a share. Mm-hmm. And 2018, it was $30 a share. And suddenly, since 2018, it's gone to like well over $1,000 a share. How many shares do you have? I don't have any right now. Oh, okay. Because I, was, I wasn't smart, smart enough to realize uh. I wasn't 
I wasn't a smart investor. You have to be so patient. It's all so, about the long game. So the idea about trading, if you're young, I hate to say an idiot, but you're not an idiot. You're, you're young. You don't. You you can't see long term. You can't see the the idea. It was called comp- compounding and exponential growth. It's hard to understand the whole idea of compounding if you take a penny and you double it every day for thirty days. How much do you get? I guess you have. Do you know how much that is? No, how much? You know this? It's no. like a one point four million dollars. No, or fourteen million. Whatever it is, after like thirty-seven days, it's over a billion dollars. Uh, a wow. billion, wow. over a billion dollars. If you take a penny double every day, that's called the power of compounding. In fact, I think Albert Einstein called it the eighth wonder of the world. Is compounding? Compounding. <laughs> oh, interesting. Compounding interest. Huh. Now that's something. So when you when you have a company that's growing and compounding in itself, which means growing 20, 30, 40, 50 percent a year, maybe not doubling, but going up a lot, you and you buy and you sell it, you miss out on that compounding because mm-hmm. what happens is your emotions get in the way. You own the company, you love the company, and it goes up and it doubles in price. Like oh, it doubles in price. I'm I'm doing really good. I'm going to sell right. and make, take my profit. But you don't realize it can double again and double again and double again and double again. And you missed out on that massive compounding ability by trading stocks. This is why the secret to time the stock market is not to time the stock market. The secret is not to do it, is to invest in companies with long-term growth and keep them. Hope you never have to sell them. Wow. Keep them long-term. Right. So, Coach, now what not it possible for someone who's um, more skeptical to, to say – that the stock could go to zero? It can, for sure. There are companies that, I, that, that you can buy that will go out of business. Okay. But if you're investing all your money in one company, you're making a big mistake. Ah, so diversity the, there. The, the, the diversification key. is the key when you're starting. Uh-huh. You want to have at least 25 different companies. At least 25, I would say 20, 20, 25 at a minimum, 25 different companies. Because uh-huh. some are going to do – all you need is one or two of them to do fantastic and the rest of them can be marginal you can even lose all your money on a few of them doesn't matter what and this is the key i teach my students what is the most money you can lose in an investment 100 percent. all your money paid. so if you put a thousand dollars into stock what's the most you can lose a thousand dollars what's the most you can make on an investment it's unlimited it's unlimited oh, that's a good point. Do you understand the idea here that if you invest in growing companies and you keep them for a long time you can start to see the power of exponential growth mm-hmm. and compounding I, bought, I was at a, at a board meeting in 2014 uh, back in Rockville, Maryland, and I, uh, one of the board members had bought a brand new Tesla. Okay. And I went, I went and looked at it. It was an awesome car. It was, it was so cool. And so I went home, and I bought 100 shares. Nice. $30 a share. That's like okay. $30. Yeah. And I didn't really I, – I had like so little money in it, I didn't care. It was probably better because if I had put like – I think I put $3,000. If I had put like $30,000, I probably would have sold it. Sure. Much sooner could have been a lot of money. Since it was such a little amount of money, I didn't care. And because of that, I ended up selling it about a year ago for like $2,350 a share. And since I, about half, I actually sold half at $200 a share, I kept the other half. And if I kept it another year, it would have doubled again. Oh, I think to myself, oh my God, it's gone up so much in value. I have to sell it. And then a year later, it's doubled again. Is that crazy? That's, that's you have insane. to you have to ride these things out. You just you have no idea what's going to happen. But you are teaching a valuable lesson, though. That you know when you, it is also if you're comfortable with that hundred percent increase, and well, you're a trader then. You're then not an you're, investor. It's crossing that risk. Then you, you have out. to have yeah. clear. Well, no? Why am I, I always say why am I investing in something? Is am I a trader or am I an investor? If I'm a trader, fine, trader. I hate to say you're going to end up losing. Most likely, I I hope I'm wrong. I hope you make money. I'm not. 
rooting against anybody. Right. I just look at things from my perspective. Now, if you're young, it's hard when you're making money. I know when I was a queen dealer, I was young. I loved the the um, the feeling I get by making a quick money. Like it's, it feels so good when you buy something for hundred dollars and three days you let it sell for two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. That's a great feeling. It's it's almost like running when you get the dopamine and the serotonin. It's like free drugs, right? Yeah. You feel great about it. But you, if I, if you, you miss out on that exponential growth, which can happen in five, 10, 15, 20 well, years. Coach, think about it for someone who's young, as someone who's young. Um, the decisions we have to make when we're in our young twenties are: Where do I want to live for the rest of my life? What do I want to do for work for the rest of my life? Who am I going to marry for the rest of my life? All of these things are are very long term decisions. Yes. So we want that quick dose, that's and that, right. that's the same thing why why dating versus marriage is so much more popular in the twenties. People are getting married late. We want that quicker stuff. We do want that quick stuff, and I want to get another idea across. This is very important. Have you heard of stock tips? Like people get like, hey, you should buy this. I hear it sure. all the time. People give you stock tips, especially when you're younger. Stock tips, stock tips, they, and you buy the stock, and the next day you buy the stock. Next day it goes up. How do you feel? Great. You feel amazing. Look, look at me. I'm smart. I bought the stock. It went up today. I'm a genius. Look at me. And what happens if it goes down the next day? You feel pretty bad. You feel stupid. Right you know yeah. why? Because you have no idea. The only reason that you bought the stock because some guy that actually has no idea what he's doing said you should buy the stock, right? I had a bunch of GameStop. Right, right. Got in a little late. He had no idea what he's bit. doing. And so because you don't have a basis why you bought it except some guy told you, mm-hmm. you there, there's nothing holding on. You know, We talked about it with Bitcoin, like what's holding on to the value of something, what's holding the value of gold and dollars and things like that. There, there's, I know when I buy – uh, when I buy Trade Desk, I know that it's a growing market. Trade Desk is one of my favorite stocks, and it's had some wild swings. It's gone down like twenty five percent in one day. Wow. You know, it's got it's it's crazy. But I know the reason why I bought it. It's in the digital advertising business. Okay. It has a passionate owner who who is not looking for short-term profits but sees the big picture. He puts all his profits back into the company. They are a hugely growing market. More things are going digital, wow. and it, they're, they're going to be a huge company. And when it goes down 25% in a day, does it hurt? Yeah, it does hurt. But I know I didn't make a mistake because mm-hmm. I know why I bought the company. Unless there's a change or something, like a major change where there's a laws changing or something that's going to – if there's no major change in my thesis, I'm going to keep it. I'm not trading that stock. I want that company to keep growing and growing and for me to be flying my G4 to the Bahamas eating pita chips and salsa on the beach for my trade desk stock. That's what I want to do. Sure. Right? Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm looking for. Because when we start trading, it's emotionally hard. When we sell something, thinking to ourselves, you know what? It went up. I'll buy it when it goes down. Huh. Guess what happens? It goes down 30% the next day. You're like, oh my gosh, it went down a lot. What am I going to do? I can't, it's scary now. Now I've got another 30% tomorrow and you don't buy it. Or it goes down, it goes back up. Like, oh my gosh, it went back up to what I sold it for. Oh, should, I should wait till it goes down again. And then it goes up 50% the next day. Like, oh, it's too late now. I missed the boat. And guess what? You never get back in and that company takes off. Do you know how many stories I hear about people yeah. telling me? I have a guy tell me a story about Mercado Libre. He said he bought it when it was like, he was trading it between twelve and twenty dollars a share, or twenty and thirty dollars a share, something crazy. He sold for sixty. Okay. And Mercado Libre is now it hit like eighteen hundred. It's like thirteen hundred dollars a share. He wow. sold it for sixty because he was making double his money. Thirteen hundred dollars a share. You know how much money he left on the table yeah. because he had the mentality of a trader. He thought he could time the market, and guess what? You can't. We are emotional people. We can't always make decisions. That's why they have something called quant trading, which just computers that are trading. They don't make mistakes because there's no emotion there. Incredible. Computers don't have emotions. Wow. Right? So we learned a lot of stuff today. 
Yeah. We, we learned a lot of stuff. We learned that there's three reasons why the, the why I'm sure there's more reasons, but these are the three I'm giving you. The more reasons why the stocks go up and down on a daily basis, herd mentality, quarterly reports, and news, which can be you, you said was geopolitical, geopolitical, geopolitical reasons, right? Right. And we we understand also that when you buy stocks and you trade them, you're missing out on compounding and exponential growth. Mm-hmm. And we also learned that really. You can't time the stock market because we're emotional beings and our emotions get in the way and yeah. we don't make the right decisions. And we have one more thing I want to mention. Okay. One is sometimes we get anchored down to a price. You know what, you know what an anchor is? It pulls down. An anchor. Pulls you down. Yeah. So, let, so like you have a boat and, you, and the anchor falls down from the boat and it keeps you in place. Right. So when you get anchored down to a price of a stock and, it, and, and you have a hard time and it goes up or down – it changes your mentality. Like, no, it, if it's supposed to be $50 a share, it goes to 100 I'm not buying anymore. Or sometimes the best stocks for you to buy are the ones you already own. And you're afraid to buy more because it's now beyond the price that you're used to it being, and you get anchored down. Right. So the secret to time the stock market is you can't. So it sounds like you have to have a thesis for the stock's you have to have a right, thesis. Right. Every stock you own, an understanding of why you're buying that stock versus this other one. And it's not about when, but it's about just owning it and holding it on. Is that the right? That's, that's the key. Sums it up? Yeah. Okay. All right. Amazing. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fish and Coach Show. I'll see you next time. Thanks for watching the Fish and Coach Show. If you like what you just watched, make sure you like, subscribe, and comment with any ideas you'd like to see on any future episodes. We'll see you next time.